0: Hello, and welcome to The
1: Weekend Starts on Wednesday.
0: Welcome back to another episode of The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. My name is Patrick Arias, and it is my pleasure to be your tour guide as we break down and discuss this weekend's picks and bold predictions. As always, I am joined by my three co-hosts, Andres, the Cavalier King. Congratulations on hitting your 19 parlay yesterday, Andres.
1: Thank you very much, Pat. Bryant, first prize.
0: Flores, I'm sorry, Bryant. I'm not too sure if the Blackhawks are going to advance and beat the Vegas Knights. And to my left, Champagne Chauncey, still wearing his Dodgers hat. He has faith that they will finally stop bullshitting this year. Gentlemen, we had a great time making the board. A lot of NBA playoffs. The playoffs are back. NHL hockey still going on. Champions League soccer and a very classic West Coast baseball rivalry. We're going to get into all that after a quick message from our sponsor.
1: Pat, let me tell you about a hero, a team of stories, PSG. The uh, Paris Saint-Germain team in the Champions League. My kid brother and I had the over at three. Guys, this is crazy, right? We took three three goals over, right? Game has to finish more than three. I'm at lunch, at work. I see Neymar. He has a couple open shots and he misses. They're down one nothing at half. I go, fuck. I don't know if these guys are going to cover. I don't know if the over is going to hit. I'm like, I'm in this conference. I'm like, this is, I don't know if this is going to happen. So I'm checking my phone, whatever, and I'm like, "There's only three minutes left of the game. It's fucking over. They're gonna lose. They're not gonna get go to the finals. All this money, Mbappe and Neymar." I get out of my conference, right, and they win two-one. There was two goals scored within the last three minutes of the game to help PSG get to the finals, the first time ever in the history of the game. They have a very good chance of actually winning, mm-hmm. and. They could be crowned, Neymar, Mbappe, all of them can be crowned first time in that franchise history to win the Champions League. It's going to be a tough test, but they are the heroes of the, the weekend for me last weekend. They helped me win my, push my bet, not win it, but push it. A push is as good as a win.
2: In betting, pushing is winning.
1: So thanks, Monty, for bringing them up. I appreciate it. We
2: love it. You like it. We love it. Monty, Monty gave you the full Monty?
1: Yeah, my kid brother, there's a uh, (laughs) 10-year gap, so yeah. Nice. Good call, Monty.
0: So the momentum is with PSG. Um, We're going to see how well that carries into this coming weekend. We're going to discuss that game later on. Flores, I believe you have a headline, and this is actually something that consumed my Saturday evening how did you fare
3: out Saturday night? Nice. I'm, I'm glad that you watched it. My, uh, my headline is DC the baby because DC came in. Daniel Cormier, uh, it was a pretty even betting fight going into the fight. Uh, against Stipe Miocic for, again, the trilogy, the heavyweight championship of the world and UFC, which is, again, the the man. You can beat anybody's ass in the world if you are the heavyweight champion of the world in MMA. Let's be real. And DC just, he kind of got blown out, man. It was a really boring fight, unfortunately. Um, And it wasn't because of DC's wrestling, which had he used, might have been a different outcome but he probably didn't want to use it because he wanted it to be an entertaining fight and it still wasn't entertaining. He came out uh with an eye poke. They both got their eyes poked though and a lot of people kind of blamed that as to why DC lost but he could barely open one of the eyes said that he couldn't see out of it in the post fight interview with Joe Rogan and I don't know man just the way that he walked out of the ring once they announced that he was the loser especially after seeing kind of some of the things he did after losing to John Jones too, just makes me think that the dude is just kind of a crybaby, man. And, and it's really unfortunate because I have a lot of respect for him and it just sucks that that happened. Um, obviously another thing that uh, me and me and Andres were talking about last week was Sugar Sean O'Malley, three to one favorite. He got his ass whooped. I mean, the, the, yeah, but Here's the thing. The guy talked a lot of shit. The guy's trying to be a baby Conor McGregor saying, look, I made this guy. This guy wouldn't be fighting for this amount of money if it wasn't for me. Like, dude, first of all, you're not even a top 10 fighter yet. Yes, you're undefeated, but he had a freak accident, but it can also be attributed to the guy Vera kicking him in the leg and kind of numbing his leg to where when he went to do this little fidgety move that he did, that's why he twisted his ankle, because his leg was a little bit asleep, and it just sucked because he did twist it, and you could see afterwards he was favoring it, and then he ended up getting knocked to the floor and getting an elbow, and he got his ass knocked out, but i also just really quickly want to touch on a couple other things. We talked about Cecilia Brakes. She had the chance to beat Joe Lewis's record most consecutive title defenses. She lost in a very controversial decision to Jessica McCaskill. Um, Jessica's pretty much the future of that division at this point. Cecilia was very, she just the way she appreciated Jessica beating her and said, I, I'm giving you the titles. They're in good hands. I really look good on Cecilia there. David Benavides handled his business, uh, Showtime Boxing. So really good fights. We have some more fights coming up this weekend, but it was a really good fight night this last Saturday for sure. I
0: love it. Um, if you took O'Malley and if you took dc the baby you may have cried yourself to sleep that night because they both lost it, just as Flores said and uh chance do you- but wait are
3: you speaking from experience or what
1: i am speaking-
0: <laughs> 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 exactly Flores, exactly we do not need to say anything more uh chance do you have a hero or a headline today
2: i have a headline pat and my headline is going to be hard knock life we're going to chronicle the series hard knocks. Uh, that's that's going to be my headline you going said, forward for the you
1: said hard knock, hard knock. Oh, okay, hard knock. Right. Sorry, I thought it was past tense and I didn't know. No, really no, sorry, this, like, hard, hard knock. knock <laughs> life.
2: Sorry, yeah, we're gonna I'm gonna chronicle uh, give you a little recap of the the hard knock series that is featuring the Chargers and the, the Rams this year. And obviously, we know that with COVID, things are different, so there is not a lot of football action, and I mean, that's obviously noticeable. From the first 10 minutes of the show. Um, and it's crazy because you see, you you see the first meeting, the first team meeting that they have is a Zoom meeting. Yeah. With with you know, Anthony Lynn, the head coach, and, and Sean McVay, the head coach of the Rams, you know, just meeting with their players that way. Um, and it was crazy because Anthony Lynn, uh, unbeknownst to I guess the world, was a COVID. Uh, recipient, I shouldn't say recipient. But. <laughs> but he, he caught that he, shit, he ran it ran all the way for a touchdown. He yeah. caught that. Rumor, he, didn't man. It, he didn't give an award speech after yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, he, he, obviously something that he can uh he can make relatable with the players, like, hey, this shit is serious. Mm-hmm. Like you got take, you guys have to take these precautionary measures to make sure that you know something like this doesn't spread in the locker room. But it was crazy because I think I think more than anything, my biggest t- takeaway, and I'm gonna slide it over to Flores is that guys really have to be disciplined because there's not a lot of football action. So you're being judged by how early you get in the building, how many reps you're doing, you know, how much you're studying in your playbook. And for me, like that is the most like telling thing because guys really aren't playing football like that. Mm -mm. Yeah. And what I was going to say is just, it's crazy for these coaches, because we talk about how
3: it affects the elderly people, you know, and It's just crazy when you think about these – Nick Saban's age, Mike Krzyzewski's age, Andy Reid's age, Bill Belichick's age, and none of these coaches have opted out or done any of that stuff. Those guys are the ones probably working the hardest. So props to Anthony Lynn. I know we just made fun of you, man, but, you know, for you doing what you're doing regardless of all that stuff and for all those coaches out there, just good job leading the charge. Absolutely,
2: absolutely.
0: The one thing that I wanted to say was that Anthony Lynn – he was saying that the team that's going to be the most disciplined gives themselves the best chance to go far in the playoffs. And it's, it really speaks to what you were saying, Chance is that um, we're watching the Lakers play right now. And of course the big storyline behind the Lakers for this year was, was Kobe Bryant and Kobe Bryant was a, a whirlwind of hard work and extreme talent. And he didn't stop until he really, I mean, he never stopped. So, it's going to be very apparent within the facilities of these NFL athletes. A lot of them are younger. These teams are way younger. And yeah, I mean, what, how do you want to uh, wrap up this topic, John? I
2: mean, no, I think to that point, there was a cut um, at the end of the the first episode and this dude, it was a tight end. I forgot the kid's name, but he was like low key livid that he was cut. Like he was kind of astonished. Like he, he didn't expect it. He couldn't believe it. And like Anthony Lynn, after he cut him, know and they exchanged their you know their you know pleasantries or whatever he went to the to the gm's office and he's like yo who the fuck does this guy think he is he's not antonio (laughs) gates like oh right you know that
1: so they thought it was just pure talent that he's gonna yeah i I think i think it was
2: a combination i think to his point it was a combination of like hard work and talent sure but i think just more than more than ever this season man and you know this preseason like it's really going to be determined on like yeah talent but then also like What's the work that you're willing to put in out like off the football field? Because honestly, it's hard for us to gauge how good you are on the field.
3: And let me ask you this, because I did think I think I heard about that one and they they mentioned that it sounded staged and it looked staged. Did it at all look staged to you? That that cutting and, and kind of the way Anthony Lynn walked into the GM afterwards or yeah. did it look natural?
2: It looked natural, man. It looked like the guy was like just a suit like a competitive guy, you know, wanted to be a pro athlete, thought he should, you know, had a spot on this team and that he had deserved a spot on this team and he was one of the best what 53 players on this roster um if that was staged those dudes have like great because <laughs> <laughs> they're some good ass actors man but um it, it was it was it was interesting to watch i mean
0: you are talking about people who have never been cut most likely in their lives mm-hmm. they've never been told before like this is probably the first time he's ever had to deal with this and you know what he can bounce back and he can get picked up by another team and you know, if it was staged, maybe he can get picked up uh, over here and a, a pilot or a because <laughs> <laughs> This
1: is Los Angeles.
0: Or yeah, well, he could be, be a fifth host. Come on over to Weekend
2: Start. Come on over, baby. <laughs> you, you
1: know, it's funny, though. His wife is a reporter, Anthony Lynn's wife. Yes. So yes. that's where he probably gets the acting skills from anyway. She's pretty fine, though, I might add. So good for she, you. She is pretty good, good for you. And
0: don't think, Flores, that I did not hear you say that he put the
1: charge in it. That was, that was, <laughs> no, that was So those are last week's heroes and headlines.
0: Andres, Andres, how about Bayern Munich? Yeah,
1: but we called it last week. You said it. You won your seven points on the whole prediction. Not only did they win, guys, they fucking annihilated them. They embarrassed them. And I don't want, I don't want to give any spoilers, but whomever they played against might be my scumbag of the night. So, so they're on fire. We have a very big game come Wednesday, the semifinals, the last leg to see who faces PSG in the finals. It's going to be Bayern Munich versus uh, Leon, Lyon. So you have a French team and a German team in Bayern Munich. <laughs> Both semis featured a German team and a French team. It's coincidentally that again the other semis. So PSG standard ticket. I'm expecting Bayern Munich to just whoop that ass. Yeah. I mean Lyon is a second tier team. Lewandowski Coutinho. Gut. So for those who don't who don't know Coutinho used to play for Liverpool, and then after that he played with Barcelona. Big contract. They never really played him. He comes in the game against Barcelona the other day with 15 minutes left in the game as a substitute. Didn't even start. He gets an assist and two goals. What does that show about Barcelona? Bad news for future coming ahead. But Bayern Munich is just They're firing on on all cylinders. Pat, you know they're the only one that hasn't lost a game since the German league started. Mm -hmm. They won the German league. I expect them to be a blowout. I'm going to take Bayern Munich to win regulation. I don't know what the odds are, but it's going to be big money. But give up the goal in half if possible. I expect a spanking. PSG, Bayern Munich this weekend. That's my prediction for the finals. It is pretty cool though to have
3: it on during the lunch hour. I know we talked about that a little earlier, but I know there's basketball on and all this stuff, but it's not like the finals yet. You know what I mean? We're watching the freaking Bucks versus Magic at that time. So instead, I just flip over to Univision, watch some Spanish <laughs> announcers get down on these. Go. <laughs> there were so many to watch this uh this last banger game. But yeah, dude, it's pretty fun to watch at noon and I would watch it in Spanish, even if you don't speak Spanish, just for the excitement,
0: honestly. I'm so happy that you brought that up because uh, when the Bayern Munich game happened on Friday, I, I turned it on, and literally I just heard, go for what, two hours? That's, <laughs> it. that's all I heard because there was like nine goals scored. It was nuts. Yeah, it was actually ten goals scored. Ten so, goals. So, okay, so that's a great way to start your weekend because the weekend does start on Wednesday. Wednesday night. What's going on Wednesday night?
3: We have Clippers versus Dallas. Now, the first game, Pat was talking big game about the Mavericks maybe closing in and uh, you know beating the point spread and all that stuff. But this isn't your average yearly Clippers. This isn't your Danny Manning Clippers. This isn't your Elton Brand, Corey Maggette Clippers. This isn't even your CP3, Blake Griffin. <laughs> Clippers. This is Kawhi, the Terminator Leonard. This is PG13. This is Pat Bev, Lou Will, Montrez Harrell, Doc Rivers, one of the winningest coaches of all time, oh, handling son. his business. I mean, he literally is. So you gotta give the oh guy his credit. God. You know what I mean? He has a championship pedigree, which is more than can be said of fucking Frank Vogel mm-hmm. right now, which we're we're all in kind of low spirits right now, by the way. Guys, <laughs> just lost
0: game
3: but anywho, anywho. Uh, it's going to be a good game, too. Porzingis got kicked out of game one. So who knows how that would have ended? And we're at least going to be able to see that now. And I
2: think what, with this game, what that last game showed me is I think the Clippers are going to take this series. But to Pat's point, I actually think the Mavs are going to win the next game because there's a lot of controversy about why Porzingis was kicked out. It seemed kind of soft. He didn't really do anything, but just stepped up for his teammate and got in one of the Morris brothers face. But, you know, I, this is my thing with the Clippers, and this is why I don't think they're going to make the finals or even win it, Ooh. is because they take a lot of shots, man. Like, like poor, if you look at Porzingis' stat line, he had, like, 42 points on, like, 20 shots. Like, Kawhi had 32, but he had to take, like, 29 or 21 shots, like somewhere in the 20s. So mm-hmm. like, I, they're just not efficient. PG had to take a lot of shots. Lou wasn't efficient. But these guys, Porzingis, you know, the French not the French connection, the Euro connection of, of Porzingis and and Doncic, man, they're just so efficient. Now they don't play defense at all. Their defense is absolute dog shit, which is surprising considering how much of a hard nosed coach Rick Carlisle is. He's on
1: his way out. I think that's okay.
2: You think so? Yeah, I mean
1: he's like, ah, oh, just let him have fun running gun. He's already won his championship. Well, he's got nothing. He's just sitting on a big paycheck. Might be a GM somewhere else. That's fair. That's I fair. mean, he's been in the league how many years now? And the coach of that franchise? I mean, he, he'll never have to pay a dinner in Dallas. Let's put it that Facts. way. Facts.
2: He beat LeBron. Yeah, he
1: beat LeBron. Exactly. LeBron. I hear so, you. So, you, you know, look, they are the future. Doncic with that uh, ankle injury looks suspect. I'm not going to lie. It he does. The fact that he get a double tape. For I don't think should have ever been kicked out of the gate, but he did have that technical, so, you know, they are harping on that more so than ever. he doesn't get thrown out of the game,
2: it's a different outcome. I mean, dude, this is the bubble. Let these guys, like, bang, bro. They've been cooped up. We've all been fucking cooped up for fucking five, six months. I mean, I'm sure, like, the first time I play basketball, if that ever happens again, like, I'm going to try to (laughs) bang and swing on somebody, too, if they fucking get my face. So Here's the thing, though, that you pointed it out, Chance.
1: They don't have defense. And defense wins championships. I don't care what sport it is. It always will, always has, and probably, you know, even with the new game and people shooting threes from, you know, fucking full court shots now. Yeah, I mean, you still got to have defense. And Kawhi Leonard gets that dark 0-30 with those big-ass Raptor hands that he's got, and he'll he'll take it to the hole. And he's like, I don't know, he might be a little better than LeBron when it comes to, like, you know, the last two minutes of the game and just going cutthroat and – And he's quiet. He's a quiet assassin. I
2: I, I will give it to Kawhi. And I'm not going to say over LeBron, but most recently, they call it, I think, what, recency bias or whatever. But I would say most recently, his butthole doesn't get as tight as LeBron's does in, like, you know, the last two minutes of a game. There's no panic in his eyes. He he thrives for it. Not saying LeBron doesn't, but I think, like, yeah, for some reason, his, you know, his butt cheeks clench a little bit. I think that Brian, uh, you Know B Flow coming out
1: deep in the history books of pulling uh, Manning Danny Manning as a you're a true all star, he wasn't a dumb for the no, game. no, no. He was I'm, an saying I'm saying, but like you're going deep in the history books of like greatest Clippers of all time. He's you're just you're right, it's a different team. I, I think Hawaii has a legit shot of actually being one of few players to ever win three championships on three different teams and possibly MVP. Without him, and I just—they're they're, going to make a deep run. I'm just telling you that right now. I feel that. I see. it. I see
2: Kawhi, and he's just got a killer instinct mentality. So, so sorry, Pat. I'm i going to pass it to you. But are, are you saying they're, that's your pick to win the championship this year, the Clippers? I think that's my pick coming out of the West. I don't know who they'll face in the East. I I'm
1: suspect to say that it might be a Kawhi Leonard versus former team in the finals. Mm. I don't like Giannis after today's. And I think with the whole bubble aspect, I think coaching comes into play. And I think, uh, is the coach for the Raptors smart? What's his name? Oh, yeah, Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse, yeah, I said smart, but Nick Nurse, I mean, he's a smart guy. But Nick Nurse, I think, is keeping them to a a level of discipline. It's like, look, this is our chance. We're repeating. We have no one's given us the, the, the opportunities. We're not going anywhere. So make the sacrifices, call your wives, call your family, and that's it. And then Back on back on top.
0: So you have the Clippers winning tomorrow night.
3: Yeah, I I feel the Clippers are just getting started. They didn't need to lose like Lakers or the Bucks to get kicked in gear. I feel that they're gonna blow
1: out the Mavs going forward. All these games. Yeah, Okay, so. I love the over though, I love, I love the over for the next game because it didn't hit last game, so I like the over a lot this game. So, and Porzingis is gonna be in the ball game. I don't think there'll be, you know issues with that, and. Fucking Clippers missed a lot of shots. I think that changes. I think they, they make shots. So I'll take the over on that. I don't care what it is. I'm betting the over.
0: All right. So so Wednesday we have European soccer and West Western Division basketball. Thursday, hockey on dress. Hockey makes an appearance for the first time this weekend. NHL playoffs, the Flames, my Flames. Your I Calgary. picked I picked Calgary beating Dallas in the first round. So far the series is tied at 2- Tomorrow, I'm sorry, Thursday is Game 5, which makes this an intriguing matchup. Who do you think is going to win, Andres?
1: Look, I don't know. I, I thought Calgary was the hottest team coming in. They had a good uh, – with Keith Kachuk, who is the son of the great uh, Kachuk. And they, he falls in a family of, of hockey families. I thought they were the hotter team. I honestly did. But he got hurt, and it's been a hell of a swing on the other end of the momentum. And Dallas is coming back and making a game out of it. They do have the better goalie in Ben Bishop. This game, I think, is going to go the distance. And I think Kachuk playing is going to affect the Flames. I'm taking Dallas. I really think Dallas is going to pull it out. They're a veteran team. They know how to get there. I think they will. I think the Flames may be the team of the future. But I'm going with Dallas. It's going to be hard-nosed. It's going to be a one-goal differential in the outcome. I suspect a lot of fighting because there's already been issues. And I, you know, I just – Expected a true traditional hockey game match. It's a want to see game. You're not going to be disappointed.
0: Well, I, I'm taking the Flames, like I just said. Now I'm very excited for Thursday's game. I am a Laker fan, but now that the Lakers lost five minutes ago, I'm even more excited. And I'm I'm willing for the next couple minutes to sit back and hear Chaunce sell the case for the Lakers bouncing back, um, as opposed to you know. If they really needed to get a, a their asses kicked, or what what happened tonight, Chaunce, and how can they bounce back on Thursday?
2: I don't know that they can. I mean, I think they will because they have the two best players on the court. But I think, like any any sports or any team sport, especially, um, you know, st- you know, Styles make fights, and I feel like the one thing about Portland is that they have better perimeter guards. Now, can they keep it up for? you know, five, six, seven games, I don't know. But they've done it this long, right? And Mm -hmm. maybe that layoff of, you know, three months has, you know, given them a a little bit more than we're used to in the reserve tank. I know LeBron and the Lakers haven't been shooting uh, that well, um, and that's kind of surprising because I know, you know, they got Kyle Kuzma who's a great shooter, KCP who's a shooter, um, Danny Green who's just absolutely shot like dog shit this entire year, even pre-COVID. Um, so I'm not concerned. I think they're going to pull out game two and ultimately win the series. But, you know, with Portland winning this game, it definitely makes it more interesting. And Dame, Dame Dollar, man, he is, he ain't taking no shorts right now. Like he's ready to play. He, he's trying to prove people wrong. Yeah.
3: And we, we saw him hit a couple shots from the logo in the last like five minutes. It just, it seemed to be destined for Portland to win because a lot of their shots were actually hitting as opposed to some of the Lakers shots we're not right now toward the end of the game. Uh, we were here screaming, why is LeBron taking a three? Why is AD taking a three? I mean, why is Caruso taking a three while he's running, not even just spotting up, but actually dribbling two or three? And it's just, I, I feel that they will adjust. The coach is good. The coaching staff is good. They have LeBron who, this is what he does. He's only lost one time um, when it comes to the first games in 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 his 13 14 years that he's been in the playoffs now In the first round right? in the first round when it comes to the first game of the first round He was 12 and 1 going into this game. So now he's 12 and 2. I feel he'll make the adjustment I feel the Lakers will make the adjustment and this is why it's must-see TV now mm-hmm. on, on, on Thursday because the Lakers lose they go down 0-2. We don't know what's happening so now that we know that it's definitely something that intrigues everybody in Los Angeles to watch Thursday at 6 p.m., and I'm loving the fact that we're, we're getting basketball 1030, 1, 3, and then 6 p.m. Every single day, there's four games. It's either ESPN or it's TNT. I love it when it's TNT, by the way, because <laughs> we get to see Charles Barkley, Shaq, Kenny Smith throughout the whole day, and and that's what we got today. Right now, we're, we have Charles Barkley on mute, but he called – that the Portland Trailblazers were going to beat the Lakers not only today but for the series. So for the Lakers' sake, I hope they shut them up in this next coming game. You, you know, I'm kind of I
1: think I'm riding his coattails on that. Mm.
0: Because,
1: and I'll tell you what, the bubble effect, guys. We saw what happened with Milwaukee today. They got spanked to a team that didn't deserve the same caliber as them. If they was played at home in Milwaukee with fans, the whole nine yards. This bubble effect is for real. Magic don't even have Aaron Gordon, right? And they still whoop that ass. And Giannis looked lost. They just looked lost. The same thing with the Lakers tonight. It's a low-scoring game. This game should have been in the hundreds. LeBron should have taken over. Dame is having a hell of a season in the bubble. He may want to, like, permanently move Portland Trailblazers to that location because this guy is just on fire. Well, it- I Look, I wouldn't be surprised if the upset happens for the series – the Lakers look lost. Danny Green's not shooting well. They had many open shots, and they missed everything. Dwight Howard is in his own head. I'm, I'm going with the Trailblazers. I think they're going to win. I think the Blazers may take this game to five. Is it five? Best out of five? Best out of seven. Oh, best out of seven. I think the Blazers win this series. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think coming up in this game, I think the Lakers will win and bounce back. But I think the long-term game is Blazers win in six or seven.
0: I think you're wrong, but that's because I'm voting with my heart. So, Friday, Europa League final. Um, I watch soccer. I love soccer, but you got to explain what the hell is going on Friday at noon because I don't understand it.
3: And and I I think I don't know shit about soccer. And the way that I'm going to explain to people that don't know shit about Mm -hmm. soccer, it's the NIT. Tournament to the NCAA March Madness tournament. Mm. I'll let Andres take it from there, but that's what I got from
0: it. But my, my only request is just to make this quick because we got better stuff.
1: Again, you guys won't be disappointed. It's a cha- it's a finals game. Winner gets an automatic bid to the dance for the big games for the Champions League next year. Sevilla is one of the few teams that has ever won this tournament three straight times. Okay, they beat Liverpool in one year of the final two years ago. Uh, before Liverpool won the Champions League. So Inter Milan, Sevilla final, a Spanish club team. Sevilla is probably in the top four of the uh, La Liga. So they're a great team. Inter Milan, always been a traditionally strong team in um, the Italian league. So Serie A, we had talked about Lukaku, who is the Belgian superstar for um, Inter Milan. Without them, they don't get to the finals. I expect this game to at least be a 2-1 final, some drama, some 3-2. It's going to be a high-scoring matchup. Great game. I see sparks. I'm hoping for the Italians to win because I really hate Spanish teams. So I'm going with Inter. Hopefully uh, Lukaku can step up, be the MVP of the tournament, and win the game. So wait, we, we talking about NIT soccer? I mean, look, no, these, guys play, <laughs> these guys play in the top leagues. But there's so many teams in every league that they try to get the second best champion. It's it's
3: still quality it's teams. We quality all know Inter Milan. Okay,
1: okay. Ronaldo played yeah. there, not Cristiano Ronaldo, but yeah.
3: Brazilian Ronaldo. Yeah. Uh, Alessandro Del Piero back in the days, I believe, played yeah. there. They're, they're a very good, noteworthy team, and it's again a noon game, so something to watch during the day.
0: And uh, it's a junky game to put a little bet all on. Time Make a little money and then maybe
3: start drinking early on Friday. And, and, then no let, and
0: then you can let it ride to 6 40 p.m. And by the way, that game starts at noon. I, I don't don't know if that was mentioned. So the Dodgers play the Rockies at 6 40 p.m. Friday night, Friday night lights. We all know there's gonna be hockey going on. We all know there's gonna be NBA going on, but baseball is happening. And as Flores pointed out, I want to say it was three weeks ago. Every game is worth at least three because of the shortened season. Walker Buehler is going up against John Gray. You probably know who Walker Buehler is, but John Gray is actually somebody who you might not have heard of. And he is a solid pitcher. He gets, I want to say two strikeouts per every inning. So if he throws six innings, he'll probably get seven or eight strikeouts. He's, he's a good pitcher. I've had him in my fantasy leagues. Uh, Flores, Flores, Why did this was actually surprising that you chose this game because you're a Giants fan. What is the attraction to this game? It's
3: all because of what we talked about last week too, is the NL West. Now last week it was a much closer race. The Dodgers have since kind of pulled away from not only the Rockies, but the Padres are down to fourth place in the West. The Diamondbacks have kind of come up. The Giants have taken a shit. Um, They're (laughs) I think five or six or maybe even seven games under 500 at this point. But the Dodgers are right now, they have the most amount of wins in the majors with 18 as of today. And the Rockies are, they're right on their heels. They're four games back. If the Rockies come in and beat the Dodgers, they win the series or they even sweep them. They're right back in the mix for the West. And on top of that, two teams are going per division to the playoffs. So the Rockies are kind of testing themselves to make sure that they will be that second team that comes out of the West. They have their stars. I don't even know if they've played yet this season. That That's kind of what attracted me to this, is that finally it's a showdown of the two big guns in the West.
0: I think you're right. I, I don't think they've played yet. And uh, Chance, your boy, Walker Bueller, we need to have – we need to see him have a Walker-Bueller game, right?
2: Damn right. It's like if you've ever seen Paris Bueller's day off, and the guy's like Bueller, Bueller. And obviously, Ferris isn't showing up. Walker isn't showing up right now. You know, mm-hmm. It's frustrating. He he doesn't have any any losses, but he doesn't have any wins, and he's his ERA is five twenty one. So we got to correct that. But I you know I'm definitely a little timid coming into the series because looking at the the offensive numbers for the Rockies, man, I mean Trevor Story's batting three oh nine with seven home runs. Charlie Blackman. Four twenty nine. Yeah, like, he, he might hit four hundred for the season. Like, what the fuck? I mean, he's got twenty two RBIs. I mean, I know Mookie Betts is balling. He finally caught his his uh you know a nice little streak, and Corey Seager as well. But you know, Max Muncy struggling, Bellinger struggling. They're both batting sub two hundred. So we got to turn it around, especially you know. And Andres and I were talking about this outside before the show especially if our starting pitching isn't going to step up. Like, we have to step up the offense. And I know it's crazy when we just won a game, I think, yesterday, 11-8 to or something. 11-9. 11-9. But, I mean, these, you know, between our our shitty starting pitching and, you know, our big guns outside of, you know, Mookie and Corey not, you know, knocking them out of the park, I'm a little concerned about this series. I,
0: I know that the Dodgers have a really good farm system, and I know that they have a lot coming through, you know, as you want to say, the pipeline. But Walker Bueller might be the most important player to the Dodgers organization for the last two years, all the way to the next like seven years. Like he is he he has to if he doesn't win us a World Series, it's just not gonna happen because they have everything else to win it all, except that good pitcher, because it ain't gonna be Kershaw. And we've discussed that. He's good, but he's not playoff good. He's never delivered in the playoffs consecutively. Um, the, and it's funny that you mentioned Charlie Blackman because I saw a stat today. Since 2013, Charlie Blackman has led the National League in batting average.
1: The boy could hit, man. That's for sure. I mean, not a boy, but he could hit. He's always been solid. I, I usually always pick him on my fantasy team. hes It's fortunate that he plays in Colorado because he's got the extra air and Look, I'm more worried. And we talked about it before about the Dodgers starting pitching. Bueller, Pat, I agree with you. He is the face of the franchise. I think they we win one. What but, the face of the franchise as a pitching staff? Yeah, like you want to make you got to have both. You need pitching and again like defense wins championships in baseball. Pitching wins World Series. So that's uh, that's what I think. Um, call me crazy, but I'm old school. I think if you don't have a good pitching, it doesn't matter. You can hit as many balls as you want, home runs, the whole nine yards. You get any closers. What? Our bullpen has been fantastic. Under two ERA during this time period, which is great. But we need help up in the front. And time's coming, coming short. I like the Rockies. I love the over. I think there's going to be a lot of hitting, a lot of scores. I'm also rooting for Diaz as the closer for the Rockies because I have my fantasy team. I think this will be a great test for the Dodgers moving forward and like, all right, how much time we got? What do we need to do? How do we do it? Pat, you're looking at me funny. So I must be saying something wrong. (laughs) And I I think what, again, what you guys are talking about the starting pitch and let's keep in mind that
3: it is still only like two or three starts for Bueller that he's gotten off to a rocky start there, but (laughs) we can quickly get this all back. They just need him back for the playoffs and going Forward in the future. Keep in mind they have David Price coming back. Kershaw can take an off season, and come back as a solid three starter. They have Bueller, Price, Kershaw going into next year. Jansen has gotten his cutter back, so again they're they're still set going forward. They have all these bats coming back, so I, I'm not worried about the Dodgers in the future. Let's just hope that
2: you know Bueller turns it around this game. I can't I can't I can't trust David Price though. Can't trust him. I don't think he'll be back for anything. You know Marshall. why? You know why I can't trust him? Why? Because he's light skinned. <laughs> ah, just messing with you. From one light skinned brother to another.
0: David Price. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so today we saw a magic trick. The magic made the bucks disappear. Okay, Saturday, ten a.m. We have basketball for breakfast. Who wants to take the lead on the Bucks versus Magic game? Um, let's start with the Giannis hater over here.
1: I, uh, I'm sick to my stomach all day. I took the silly bucks. I knew better. Every time I bet with them, they fuck me. Every time I bet against them, they fuck me. It's like the USC Trojans in my life, so I'm like, ugh. I see them, like, I'm done. I think These I think you should are...
0: stop betting on the Bucks, then. Period. That's
1: what I'm going to do. Okay. But then I miss on the big vote of like Orlando Magic at plus nine hundred. So for every ten dollars, oh, it was that 90, what it was plus nine hundred. And so that, that's for them just to win for today's game plus nine hundred. Imagine
3: taking them like
1: yeah, put plus ten. Yeah.
3: They still won by more than ten. Actually, imagine the, doing that.
1: The line was twelve. I gave up the twelve. It was bad news bears all around. Awful, or I'm saying the
3: magic minus 10. My bad, imagine taking that because they're they going by double digits. Oh, dude, you, you could have taken the
1: live, and they were giving they were still giving Milwaukee a uh, chance plus three and and a half. And I'm like, bro, it's it's done, but they don't have Aaron Gordon, but somehow, some way, they still found a way to beat people. Giannis was just awful. If he wants to be the next LeBron, the guy has to hit the weight room, stop being afraid, put your head down and get in there, okay? You run the team. Everybody was off. Brooks Lopez, uh Corver. these guys were shooting threes like their life depended on in it, and it didn't matter. They, they couldn't hit fucking the backside of a barnyard. So it was just bad. It was awful. Eh, you know what? Yeah, they'll probably win the next game because backs, backs against the wall. Giannis feels the pressure. I'm at the point, like, I don't think they win the East. I think uh, the Raptors might win the East, and I think they have no real depth. And their coaching sucks, by the way.
0: Well, Saturday's game three. So the game's going to end at about 1 o'clock. Um, Flores, what is this series going to be at Saturday afternoon, 1 o'clock? Is it going to be 2-1 Bucks? Is it going to be 1-2 well, Magic? Here's the thing.
3: I mean, imagine the Magic come out and win this next game. And by then, they're up 2-0 going into that game. Mm. How much pressure is going to be on the Bucks Because the Magic led from beginning to end by a lot. The Bucks cut it down, I think, to maybe five or six points at one time, and the Magic went right back up. And, yeah, the the Magic may not have some of their quote-unquote star players. Uh, you know, they had Isaac who went down with a knee injury. He's one of, you know, unfortunate knee injury with him kneeling and all that stuff. That was that guy. Um, we mentioned Gordon, the former backup slam dunk champion. Twice. Um, yeah, twice to, to Zach Levine, my boy, Go Bulls. Um, <laughs> But they have some solid players, man. They have their their center Vucevic who just handled his shit today, man. He was unstoppable in, in what he was doing. They have DJ Augustine who is a solid, solid, solid guard who was leading what he needed to do. And they left from beginning to end. Who knows what's going to happen in this next upcoming game? But granted, everybody assumes the Bucks aren't going to win. Don't get me wrong. But –
2: they led from beginning to end by a double digits, so I don't know. I, I, yeah, man, y'all Laker fans, man, y'all kill me. Oh, look, oh, look, look, I'm look, look. If the, I feel like <laughs> the Bucks are safer to win this series than the Lakers are against Portland. All right. Well, I mean, Mads, that's that's some, not, real, thats some real talk, right there. That's here. not really, I really
3: saying is. much, though. Like, I mean, it that's
2: not—that's—that's that's an obvious thing. That the Magic are the worst team in the playoffs. Well, so, dig,
0: dig dig into that statement. So
2: look, the only reason—listen, listen, look. I, I know your boy, you know Lucevich played well, but like honestly, I guarantee you, none of these guys balled out like this again in this series. I mean, let's let's be honest. Chris Middleton played like shit, mm-hmm. right? Oh, that's he, his mo. though. He, let's he, be real. He, that's that's his true. M.O. That's true. He didn't play well. Brooke, Brooke Lopez didn't play well. He shot two of nine from the field, um, you know, and their bench played terribly. I mean, they, they're known for shooting threes. They love to shoot threes. They only shot 33%. They obviously didn't play the defensive game, which they're, you know, one of their, their key metrics is like they're, they're the top defensive team in the league. I just think they're going to come out. You guys were talking about the Lakers needed to have like their, their, uh, you know, their pumped prime or they needed to have like, like their fire. I think this is a, Key case of that, and I honestly feel like they're probably going to get they're going to get blown out these next three or four games they play against the Magic. So, is this the your, Bucks?
1: Are you making a bold prediction that this is the one and only game that the Magic win? Absolutely. That's not really bold it's not even prediction bold.
2: though. It's not even bold. But I can't let y'all sit up here and be like, "Oh, it might
3: be a series." No, but it, like it, it's, <laughs> it's, be no it's only game. because they led the whole time by more than ten points. Yeah, and just like the Lakers kind of gave up right there at the end with like thirty seconds left, down by five. Milwaukee just looked like lost and Giannis if he feels checked out because he's like you know what fuck these guys just like Kobe when they were up against the Suns and it's just like all right fuck you guys and I'm just gonna check out to see what you guys can do and they end up losing that series it's just you don't know what's going through his mind and without him that engine is not running so bubble effect
2: again boys right I mean I I hear you but like to to your point earlier you know about Lakers not making shots and the Blazers did I mean the, the Magic pretty much shot 50% from the you know, Because the they were good shots. They were getting good shots. It's not like they were making
1: threes
3: and just pouring threes on them. They were literally playing whatever they wanted to do. against shots. The I literally
1: watched the whole game, even when I was at the drive-thru for In-N-Out, where I had my phone <laughs> up on my account because I had money on it. So, look, they they were just bad, and I hope that they do better, but – I'm just, I'm off Giannis, man. He's the, I'm just. He there just is a
3: ninety-nine percent chance that the Bucks sweep them going forward, but that one percent is what keeps me intrigued because the Magic led by more than ten this whole game.
0: That is only Saturday morning. We still have Saturday night and all of Sunday. We will get into that and finish off the weekend schedule after this. If you enjoy listening to the show, please subscribe to us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search weekend starts on Wednesday. You can keep up with all of our entertainment, all of our posts, and all of our stories. Again, Instagram, Facebook, weekend starts on Wednesday.
3: And we're back. Like Pat mentioned before, we went to the break. We have some boxing coming up this Saturday night. Now, just like last weekend we have a lot of different outlets with fights and all of them have kind of one-sided fights except for the zone this is in england it does start at uh 11 a.m pacific R. time wow the zone but this is an awesome heavyweight fight it'll probably be on around like 1 or 2 p.m it's dillian white versus alexander povetkin these guys is records let me just run this down really quick. Dillian White is 27-1. and one. His only loss is to Anthony Joshua by TKO in 2015. Wow. Alexander Pavetkin, he is 35-2-1. and one. His only two losses are to Anthony Joshua by TKO in 2018 and Vladimir Klitschko by unanimous decision way back in 2013. His last fight was a draw, but, again, these are two – Top name heavyweight contenders, they've both been linked obviously to some of the champions. Pavetkin twice was supposed to fight Deontay Wilder, but he got caught with steroids both of those mm. times, unfortunately. Um, Dillian White has been clamoring at the fact that he should have been the guy fighting Deontay Wilder, not Tyson Fury for the WBC belt. Now that's what they're fighting for, uh, this Saturday. So it's for the interim heavyweight title. Whoever wins this fight is going to fight the winner of Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder, which should happen later on this year. So awesome fight to watch. Uh, on the undercard of that, it's another title fight. It's Katie Taylor versus Delphine Person. Katie Taylor was linked to a potential you know, super fight with Cecilia Bracus, had Cecilia Bracus won uh, this last week, and unfortunately she lost. So now I don't know what that's up in the air, but Katie Taylor herself is the undisputed lightweight champion uh both of these fights again they're in england on the zone the zone you can sign up for it it's 20 bucks for the month 100 bucks for the year or you can just you know stream it do your thing uh later on we also have sean porter fighting on fox this fight is actually at the microsoft theater here in los angeles downtown mm. la 5 p.m the fight start on fox channel 11. um also, we have Elader Alvarez on ESPN+. So, again, this is three different networks with fights. Elader Alvarez, special to my heart because he's a Colombian, former light heavyweight champion. He lost. He first beat Sergey Kovalev and then ended up losing to him in the rematch because Sergey Kovalev was a little bitch and just jabbed him to death. He was scared to actually bang. But this is a WBO light heavyweight eliminator. Whoever wins this fight is going for a championship. We have a good lineup of fights starting Again at 11 a.m. on the Zone, then at 5 p.m. on Fox Channel 11, and it's being wrapped up at 7 p.m. on ESPN
1: Plus. Great night of fights. Line them up, real quick on that uh, White Kovetskyan fight. Is are they having it in England because one of them is from England? Or and yeah, Dylan White is from, from England. England, and this is
3: uh, it's it's Eddie Hearn who's the guy that pretty much right. owns uh, the Zone and made the Zone happen. Um, he's he's kind of the promoter for this whole situation. Pavetkin himself, he's from a European country. I don't know off the top of my head which one he's from, but and who has a longer reach? <laughs> 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 yes, uh, Andres did predict Miocic to win because of reach uh, this past weekend in UFC, and
1: he loves that reach, dude. especially in boxing. This isn't UFC. I think boxing the reach is a very big thing, and people don't understand it if you're not familiar with the sport. So I go with the reach. I think White is younger than Povetkin. Is that correct? Yeah, and I think
3: Povetkin is a little taller, so I would assume he has longer reach. But when you're getting to this level, man, who do you have winning? I have Dillian White just okay. because he's he's been just clamoring for this. He's wanted this fight. He's been championing at the bit for it for years. He's been fighting against promoters, and this fight was actually supposed to happen in May. Then it was moved to uh, July fourth, and then it was moved back again. So. Dillian White's just been waiting for this. Paveckian, he's kind of over the hill. He is older than Dillian White. So I do expect White to be more of the
1: contender going forward. I'm going to jump on your, on that bet because homegrown fighter, and he's fighting his own hometown. So I'm going to go with White on that, and I like it. But, hey, these guys are great fighters. Knowing that they fought against Anthony Joshua and lost both time, or, you know, to each respectively, dude, great pick. They've only great lost pick. the champions,
3: exactly. That That's the whole thing about him. That's why – both of these guys are linked to major fights going forward as well. So good good If you don't know who they are good way to get introduced to them for sure I was
0: I was just gonna say that you have fights all over you said 11 a.m 5 p.m 7 p.m We are sports junkies Uh, we are bringing these games or these events to you because we know that we're going to be watching them Maybe place a better to chance
2: can I just say that like this is why boxing this is why MMA outside of maybe Styles like has lapped boxing because they have like a governing body and like some uniformity like it'd be it should be so nice if boxing could do that and like it just had more structure and like less bullshit politics and I understand that's in all sports but I just feel like that that's really now
3: and, and let me say this I don't get why people say MMA has lapped boxing because in no form Are they bigger than boxing, except maybe in you know certain cities in the U.S.? But as far as how much fighters get paid, boxing trumps them. As far as how much these pay-per-view sales are for, for the big fights, boxing still lapses them. I mean, Conor McGregor's biggest payday was in a boxing fight. So I get how a lot of people may think that UFC is, quote-unquote, lap boxing, but... Boxing, because it doesn't have that one governing body, is so big that we're seeing these fights happen in Europe. We're seeing these fights happen in, in the United States. We're seeing fights happen all over. We're, I, mean, I mean, for you boxing fanatics that are listening, Sergio Martinez is coming back and fighting this weekend, too. I didn't even mention him. Sergio Martinez last fought in 2014 and got his ass knocked out by Miguel Cotto three times in the first round. Ugh. Former middleweight champion of the yeah. world. The, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. almost beat him one time, but he dominated his ass for 12 rounds. So boxing is so big and has such a big net that it can spread that that's why you can't have that. And that's why these boxers still get paid so much more than these UFC fighters and why their viewership when it matters is so much bigger than when, UFC. But when
2: is it when it matters? Because I feel like every like every UFC 240 whatever is like they, <laughs> they're drawing big numbers. They're getting a lot. They're getting Halle Berry fucking ringside and shit. You know, like, I feel what you're saying on boxers and them making more money and them having more like promotion and things like that. But I just feel like at the same time, and I'm not saying that there's only advantages to having a governing body, but I just feel like sometimes these dudes duck fighters and they just they weasel their way out of certain fights or, you know, a certain belts and things like that. I just feel like if it was just next man up, you got to fight this dude or you got to lose your title. I don't know. I'd have a little bit more respect for it. And I, that's me loving Boxing. I am a box. I'm not gonna say I'm a boxing head like you, but I love boxing, especially more than MMA. And I understand it more, have more of a, a knowledge about it. My dad was a boxer, so it's it comes from the heart. Just saying this, I just feel like that sometimes, you know, there's just like a lot of like when your boy beat Manny Pacquiao, Jeff, whatever the uh, Jeff Horn, Jeff Horn, like dude, he beat Pacquiao. Jeff
3: Horn actually fights on Tuesday, by the way, too, because
2: <laughs> <laughs> he, he was ESPN's boy. He, there was no way he beat that. He beat Pacquiao. Now fight like pacquiao fought like shit i maybe would have been okay with the draw but i feel like that jeff horn got it because it was in australia mm-hmm. right and he's australian and he's espn's guy right the espn that was the espn was really trying to like blow up their boxing platform and they're like oh we need to draw some viewership so let's have an upset of manny pacquiao who then i think went and i don't know if that was before or after he fought uh floyd but like it was close and like he gave floyd a run for his money
0: I I could be wrong but I feel like if you're a good UFC fighter, you know, you're going to be rich, right? But if you're a, a good boxer, you're going to be wealthy. Mm-hmm. Like I think that that's what I think that's what it comes down to because look at Pacquiao, like he's he he lost to the um Australian, but because he took the fight, he made more money at the end of his career. What do you uh do you agree with that or Yeah,
3: I mean, it, we still see a lot more boxing gyms than MMA gyms out there. Granted, we are in the hub of Brazilian immigrants that come to L.A., so we see jujitsu gyms all over the place here. We're in the hub of a lot of, you know, progress when it comes to UFC being in L.A., so maybe we see that a lot more. But you go to New York, you go to a lot of these Midwest places, all you see is boxing. When it comes to the Olympics, all you see is boxing. When you see a lot of stars, quote-unquote, you just see – boxing for the most part
2: no look and I, look this is what we're creating and you know I'm sure that you know those Brazilian MMA heads will, will get on me for saying this but I think from just like an artistry and a stylistic like viewpoint or vantage point like for me boxing is prettier to watch like I'm not saying there there isn't genius in MMA and like grappling and the ground game I mean there there's so much nuance and like it's 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 just so Far beyond my comprehension. That like I'm very novice with my understanding of it. But to me, like when I just like watch watch boxing combinations or like you know jab combos, it's or kinda, science. It, it's, it's so beautiful to watch,
1: and that's why they call it the blood ba- uh, ballet. So it's a dance, and a, you know the brutality of it. Look, wake me up when they bring back fucking 15 rounds and oh. bare knuckles, and then it'll overcome everything. So <laughs> this guy. Mr. Gonna, Old School. Hey,
3: that exists. Page Van hey, hey. just signed a million-dollar deal to fight like four or five fights for bare knuckle boxing.
0: What about underground boxing, where he wants to win a caravan you for me, Ma? Club,
1: hey, hey, back in the days... I used to subscribe to that shit. Look at that shit online. You know the you know the backyard boxing. So I'm all for it, the kimbo slices kibble. of the world. Hey, you watched it was entertaining. You saw some fucked up. Yeah, shit. Man,
2: then when he stepped in the ring, that's all different But you
1: know, all right. So
3: and then, look, before we leave, let me just say this. Coming up the rest of this year, we have Canelo Alvarez fighting. We have again Wilder versus Fury. Mm-hmm. We have Lomachenko versus Telfimo Lopez. That's already three main huge fights that we're talking about, without even getting started on some of these other ones that might get set up, like Terence Crawford's yeah, fight. It, it, he should fight your boy. Uh, your uh, you Keith, Keith Thurman actually came out this week and said, "Hey, send me the contract. I'll sign it in on Instagram Live right now." But <laughs> again, it's just some of these promoters—they butt heads, they build these stars and up. That's my that's the beauty of it, though, is when those fights actually happen. It's beautiful, and some of them in their own in their own stalls have fighters that can fight. Like we get Deontay Wilder versus Fury, and next year we're gonna get Fury versus Anthony Joshua. There's no UFC fight that is bigger than those two fights. That I, look, I, I'm, mentioned.
2: I'm, I feel you. I feel you. But all I'm saying, this is the only thing I'm gonna say. The last thing I'm gonna say to back up my point <laughs> is, if you had that governing body, if you didn't have all that fucking boxing bureaucracy bullshit, you know, with, with the promoters. Pacquiao and Mayweather would have fought a lot earlier. That's all I'm saying. And it like, wouldn't have been as hyped, and they wouldn't have. gotten It that totally much. would have been as hyped, it, bro, nigga. No, we <laughs> really, were talking as hyped. about
3: this back in like '09. Do you, I feel like. But do you understand what that event was? That event, I don't know how Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather beat that in pay per view sales, but those two fights sold over four million pay per views. No other fight ever has even sniffed three million. The 2.3 million pay-per-view buys was the highest until Floyd versus Pacquiao came and blew that out the water with like 4.5 million pay-per-view sales. And what does that do? It just shows that when you let that little fight fester and, and, and just continue to grow like Triple G versus Canelo, finally, it just kept festering, 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 and it grows and it blows up that much more than it is. It shows what it can be as opposed to, you get Khabib versus Conor and they're finally, and it barely breaks 1.5 or some million pay-per-view buys, and it's mainly because of Conor, not because of anybody else. So yeah, you can take that MMA approach, but you only have one Conor McGregor. Look at when me and my friends were having this argument this week that is John Jones even going to break eight million if he fights in in the heavyweight for the heavyweight title? He just gave up his lightweight title. If he moves up to heavyweight, is he even going to make eight million? Is he even going to make ten million dollars? That's what some of these fighters make, not even fighting pay-per-view. So it's just, again, that's why that doesn't exist. And for these fighters, for the sport, it's so much more advanced than UFC is. And that's why they get paid that much more money because that structure, that foundation is
1: there that the UFC doesn't have yet. And that's why... They're taking advantage of these fighters. Let's be real. Well, boxing is the oldest you know, sport in the history of the world, so we're about to throw the ring in here between Chance
3: and, <laughs> and <he laughs> <goes. I can't laughs> In a good
1: way, though. In a good way, man. Yeah. Let's sell this real quick. I want to see Chance's boxing skills. I think nah, I mean, Flores, he'll, 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 he'll probably hit me. Nah, I think Floyd's got the stats. He has
3: it in his bloodline, bro. Yeah, can't fuck with that. All right, so. Man, how are we going to transition to weak-ass soccer? Yeah.
0: Okay, so. What is going on Sunday for soccer, Andres? I'm very excited for I don't even know what now, but I'm I'm excited for Saturday's boxing. the
1: Champions League final PSG stamp ticket. For those who are unaware, this is the greatest uh, club team championship tournament in the history of the game. It's the Super Bowl of and soccer. Super Bowl of soccer and European soccer. Or all no, just worldwide soccer, let's be real. real. Other than the World Cup, you're absolutely right. Yeah. We saw the finals together last year, Pat, Tottenham and and Liverpool. Liverpool. Knew the outcome of that game, my Reds won. This year, PSG has the opportunity opportunity excuse me to win its first uh, Champions League title with the faces of Neymar, Mbappe, um, just a hell of a team up front. The Amadía against. We don't know who it is yet. It's yet to be determined. It could be the German team of Bayern Munich, which we talked about for tomorrow's game on Wednesday, which you're listening currently right now. So tune in at 12 o'clock to watch this game right now um, against the other French top tier team in Lyon. Again, I think it'll be Bayern Munich. We don't know who it's going to be yet, but it'll be at 12 o'clock game time. Let's I, just
3: assume Bayern. Yeah, I, that I, makes
1: it a much yeah, more so spicy match. I want you have, you have a traditional champion in Bayern Munich who's won this tournament five times in the history of the franchise against PSG. Bigger names. If Mbappe plays, it's going to be a fucking fantastic game. He played today, didn't score a goal, was effective. I think I'm going to go with that to Bayern Munich after the you know the demolishing aspect of the game, the aspect to buy, uh, to Barcelona. I'm going with it. But it's gonna be a great game. Take the over. I don't know, Chance. You wanted to say something? I feel like I you're sparking I got sparked your ears. No, no, no.
2: I you know, I honestly take what you say uh in regards to soccer as Bible. And you know, just that that's your ego stroke today. Because, like, <laughs> I don't know that much about soccer <laughs> other than MLS, which people are probably frowning when they hear that. But I know Pat, I feel like you had something that you wanted to contribute.
0: Well, I was just gonna say that Bayern Munich is gonna probably kick the shit out of them because Like, I'm like, I'm like, let me just tell you guys that when the restart happened, Bayern Munich was running through everybody consistently. They were putting up eight goals. They were putting up six goals. They were just running through fools left and right. PSG, they won off of the uh, miraculous comeback in the last two minutes. And eventually that's going to fade out. That got them to uh, basically PSG has overachieved to this point. Bayern Munich is on a mission, and they're going to finish the job on Sunday. I'm taking Bayern Munich. So
1: you're right on that because Neymar <laughs> is haven't facing – They yet, but yeah. <laughs> I know, but you know what? <laughs> also, Neymar is looking at this team and he says, oh my God, it's my worst nightmare in the world. Why? Because when he sees Mueller's face, when he sees uh, sees Neuer's face, as well as Bo- 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 Boateng, the defender for Bayern Munich, these are the same faces, the three, the three monsters of Bayern Munich who whooped the shit out of Neymar in Brazil and beat him 7-1 to one in their home country, I think it's going to happen again. Bayern Munich taking it home. They're the hottest team. Lewandowski deserves the Ballon d'Or. And I'm going with Bayern Munich.
0: And, and to Flores' point, if Bayern Munich does not make it to the finals, then we don't know what the hell to expect <laughs> and, on Sunday. The thing of
3: this is by the time you're listening to this, probably the game's either coming up or it just ended, depending <laughs> on when you listen to this on Wednesday morning. But yeah, Bayern versus Leon, 12 p.m. on Wednesday sets up this championship for Sunday for sure.
0: So um, it is now the, the best time of the show. The favorite time, the fan favorite segment. We are going to talk about the scumbags of the night. I love it. Everybody has a scumbag. The scumbag ruined your sports happiness. Gentlemen, we have exactly seven minutes to discuss the scumbags of the night Chaunce, let's hear it
2: well i think you man you you laid that up like a like a lebron alley because like you said it's about you know taking the, the joy and the happiness from us that, that sports bring us and for me it's baseball and like people are like what do you mean baseball i mean baseball is just the community fernando tatis jr is out here doing his damn thing balling. has that mlb lineage going through his veins, out here crushing it for the Padres, a team I don't even like because <laughs> I'm a Dodger fan. And then you have all these people saying, like, oh, why is he trying to hit a grand slam when he's up in the count 3-0? Well, hey, how about the pitcher not be down in the count 3-0 mm-hmm. and throw a good pitch? I'm just so tired of, like, all these baseball old-fashioned rules that, you, that, like, you can't do this, you can't do that. That's not proper etiquette. It's like, dude, it's 2020. Like, we're trying to build, like – you know, coverage and, and market share for the sport. And the only way you're going to do that is by having fun. And you're not having fun when you're getting mad at a guy for doing what everyone loves the most about baseball, which is jacking it over the fence.
0: So I have an official statement from um, the lovely Diana, her little brother, Caesar. What you just said, Chaunce, about the older MLB generation people basically shaming Tati's for hitting a grand slam on a 3 0 count, when, let's be real, People are people are choosing to play this season because they want to add to their stats, right? So Caesar texted me. He says, I have a scumbag. It's basically all the older people or all the people that are shaming Tatis. He says, let the damn kids play. Tatis is an upcoming star. He's the future. He brings excitement to the game. This game won't grow with these bullshit unwritten rules. Woodruff, you're a bitch for getting mad. Sorry you couldn't throw a strike. But then you guys throw out the next guy. It's pussy shit. The manager and Eric Hosmer, you're not really going to back your guy after he's leading the MLB in homers and he just hit a grand slam. The kid is 23 and you're taking away his joy. That's terrible. So Caesar is actually also 23. So, we, I mean, these the, the younger generation, they want the excitement. Even Bryce Harper wore a, a, a baseball hat or a shirt like five years ago. He said, make baseball fun again. I mean, Let's do it. You know, I I just don't understand it.
1: I, I want to see these unwritten rules that I'm supposed to. look. I'm sorry. I don't care
2: whatever the sport Dude, is. It, it's, it's like it. the secret menu at fucking in and out Like wow. they so <laughs> yeah. Them, you you right don't right. like you don't know what's like proper or what's yeah, improper. Here's like. the thing: as an athlete, as a competitor,
1: you want to beat me. Get fucking better. I'm sorry. The the manager and the GM for the San Diego Padres should look at themselves and be like ashamed of themselves. You're a fucking competitor. You want to beat me. Beat me. Get better. I have no problem with Tatis hitting a fucking bomb grand slam. Sorry. Get better. The pitcher was down. They were down 10-3. I want to see 20 runs. Blow it out of their assholes. Like, do it. I want to see it. Shame on you. And you know what, though? Shame on the Padres' own players and not defending Tatis. Exactly. You know what? No, we're a team. We're here to win. We're here to make a statement. We want to be the best in the West. I'm a big
2: Eric Hosmer fan, man. So when I heard that, uh, that's kind of disappointing because he seemed like he was one of the ones who was, like, down. Who was like, okay, let's make it fun. Let's get out of these old, antiquated ways. But I don't know how you feel, Flores. I just, you know.
3: Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I completely get and feel what you guys are saying, and, and that is my viewpoint on it too. But I can also see some of the things when it comes to, you know, if it's a home run and the guy starts celebrating it's one thing. That's, you know, making it fun. But in this situation I can also see how they're just trying to get out of there. Look, this game's over. It's just similar to basketball when, you know, there's less than 24 seconds on the shot on on the game clock and you're, you know, dribbling the ball up to your side of the court and everybody else has given up and you come up and you shoot a three just to pad your stats. So, I can kind of see how it's related to that now. Even Tatis himself said, you know what, next time I wouldn't do that. I missed the call to take that pitch, and that was my fault. Next time I'm going to make sure that I understand what the call is that the first base coach is sending to me. So it sounds like he even kind of understands what happened there. But at the same time, dude, it's professional sports. You're only up by seven. In baseball, there's no time clock. So on the bottom half of the inning, whatever may happen, they come up, they jack a freaking three run. Grand slam. All of a sudden, they're right back in the game. Who knows what happened? You're a professional athlete. Get the guy out yourself if you want him to sit down.
0: Exactly. Now, you said you had a scumbag, didn't you?
3: Yeah. So my, my scumbag, it's – it's wow, dude. I, I don't even know how to explain this. It's the Charlotte Hornets uh, radio announcer. So for you guys here in L.A., it's like John Ireland, you know, the guy that is the radio announcer for the Lakers. <laughs> but this guy, his name is John Fuck. John Falk, Fock, F-O-C-K-E, but, dude, John, you fucked up. Dude. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> he was sending out a mid-game tweet between the Jazz and uh, and the Nuggets game, and pretty much what he said is this uh, this Jazz and racial slur, put that in for the Nuggets, game is awesome. And he sent out the tweet, and obviously Twitter's going to pick this up, dude. When you're replacing the word Nuggets with a racial slur, And then you go and you say, oh, my God, I am so sorry. I can't believe that my phone mistyped that. Anybody that owns an iPhone, so all of us except Andres, (laughs) understand that, dude, iPhones just don't correct from nuggets to something else. Let's be 100% real. Like, yes, the N and the Gs are there, but nothing else, man. (laughs) So if you sent that out and your phone somehow ended up saying that, it's probably because yes, he's white. Obviously, you're saying that on your phone here and there. And come on, dude, come on, dude, grow up. Message,
0: John, fuck, right?
3: John, fuck? Maybe I don't meet the fucker.
0: John, oh fuck, I, I really messed up on that one. Um, <laughs> he's definitely typed that word before in his phone if it's come out. Cause I mean, who knows? You know. And then for an Apple iPhone to autocorrect, that means he saved it, right?
2: Dude, how about also like just proofread your fucking like exactly you know like you're a journalist, bro. Like you're you're you're. Just out imagine his reaction. Right, we,
3: so he was probably just like, "What the fuck just happened?" We
0: are a small podcast, and before we post something on social media, we read it like five times. And this guy is is the face of of a professional, you know, team. <laughs> and,
2: and just so you know, America, if, if it's anything, Andres is going to pray that. Way read
0: it 20 times <laughs> <laughs> so those are great scumbags um it's a great way to end the show we hope you enjoyed the show thank you caesar for sending in that message it, it was great and the fact that you are the same age as tatis it, it really speaks volumes to what the future needs for baseball tatis keep doing your thing did you see that he stole third base today I
1: did he that. stole
0: third Absolutely. base today tatis
1: he's a gamer bro i i, I think it's great i think it's fun his old man is a – look, he just comes from a baseball family. He's a winner. He wants to win. And Padres, they look good. They don't look
2: bad. Hey, they do, man. I just hope he doesn't get thrown out for third tomorrow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. Uh, thank you for listening. If you're going to place any bets, good luck, and we will see you next week.